Hey, 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 it's your girl, Leah M. Forney. Welcome back for another Power Pack episode of Hey Queen Thrive Season 2. I can't believe it. We are in Season 2, making our way through Season 2. Listen, I'm so excited about this expert. I really am. I'm so excited about this expert that I have on the show for this episode. We are talking about a really good topic, a a really personal topic, but more importantly, she's an author. And so y'all already know how I feel about authors, especially first-time authors here at Hey Queen Thrive. And so I am sitting down with a lovely lady that I connected with on social media. It is the one, the only, Billy Johnson. And I'm so excited to talk to her about the topic of depression and faith. She has a book called Depression and the Woman of God, and I'm so excited to really deep dive into this conversation and hear a little bit about her journey and hear about how she has been able to, um, with her faith, right, um, get through her depression. And so listen, y'all are in for a treat, man. Y'all are in for a treat. But before we get into the episode, listen, make sure y'all are checking out the merchandise. Listen, Thrive Tribe Apparel has been up and running. Listen, people have been shopping left and right. So definitely make sure y'all check out the, the, the merchandise. If you have not already, the link to the merchandise will be in the description of this episode. So definitely, definitely, definitely make sure you are checking it out. And so listen, we're just going to get into this conversation conversation about depression and faith with this woman of God. And you guys already know I will be back with Thriver Nuggets. So definitely stay tuned. What's up? What's up, my beautiful Hey Queen Thrive family? Listen, I'm excited to interview this guest that I have tonight. Listen, we have connected on social media. Listen, if y'all not following me on social media, you should. But listen, she's so dope. And I've been watching her and I'm like, oh my God. And then she has this book, right? And you know how we feel about authors here at Hey Queen Thrive. But I'm gonna let we're gonna get into that because it's the one, the only Billy Johnson. How are you doing this evening, beautiful? I am wonderful. I'm just so happy to be here. Yes, I'm so excited (laughs) to have you on the show. So tell the the people a little bit about you. Okay, I am Billy Johnson. I'm just your your girlfriend. How do I say? Um, I'm just your sister. I love it. I'm just that sister that's trying to make a difference in other sisters' lives. Yes. You know, I've been through a lot. I am a vessel full of testimonies, you know, and I can't keep it to myself. So I kind of say I am the voice for my sisters that haven't found their voices yet. Mm. 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 Oh, I love that. I love that because honey, I just discovered mine. So I love that. (laughs) I love that. So I have this question I ask all my experts and that is, In your opinion, what does it mean to be a queen that thrives? In my opinion, what does it mean to be a queen that thrives? When I get up in the morning and I adjust my crown Mm. and I step out the door into whatever it is that God has me to do for that day, and I just move, I move with it. I move, I thrive. Everything that I do, small medium, large, whatever it is that God gives me to do for that day. Even if I got to readjust the crown throughout the day, 
Come on. I thrive. Come on. Because I'm walking in my purpose because I'm doing what God has called me to do. Listen, listen. I call those mic drops here at Hey Queen Thrive. It's the crown for me, honey. Put that crown on. You might have to adjust it a little, but you better be wearing that crown, queen, and keep thriving. I love it. So listen, season two, we're focusing on purpose. God said that was the focus in season two of my show. So I was like, okay, purpose it is. Take us on the journey on how you discovered your God-given purpose. You know, growing up, I didn't realize I had a purpose. It took me to go through a lot of things to realize that God had a purpose for my life. And it Mm. wasn't, you know just the the bad things that I've been through in my life yeah but when I had gotten sick and I thought that was it but it Mm. wasn't it was God slowing me down yeah so that he could reveal to me my purpose wow you know and the more I walk in my purpose I walked out of that sickness. Mm, come on. I'm just, I'm just thriving, as you say. Yes, yes. <laughs> In the things of God. It, it's just so amazing because I would have never thought that I would have wrote a book. Yeah. I would have never thought that, you know, I would have got off of my couch mm. and headed out the door into my purpose, into yeah. life. Yeah. You know, so. I just, God just turned it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, I love it because I always tell people pain has purpose, right? And we go through yeah. some of the craziest things. And I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, I look back at some of the things I've gone through and I'm like, we could have went another way, you know? Like, My God. Yeah. It could have went real bad. <laughs> like we could have tried this a different route, you know, you don't have to do all that. But when I look back, I'm like, wow, God, I can see your hand in that. And I can see your hand in that. And I can see your hand in that. And I love how you said little by little, he was revealing it to you. Like he had to slow you down. And I really believe that's what COVID was for. Like people like talk so bad about COVID. And I tell people like, even though we lost so many lives to COVID, like I truly believe behind it all was God's way of slowing the earth down and slowing us down. It was, it was. Cause you know, and I agree with you. I, Sorry that so many people lost their lives. God has a purpose for everything that happens in this world, in this life, you know. And he got my attention to show me my purpose. He slowed me down. He not only slowed me down, but he lifted me up, you know. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I love that. I love that. And I can agree because I went through the same thing. It was like, okay. I'm working from home. We got this shut down, but I told somebody, like, I remember the first day home, I noticed like the flowers blooming outside my window in my house that I had never paid attention to. Like flowers probably always been there, but because God had just slowed me all the way down, it was the little things about his creation that I was so able to appreciate. Cause I'm like, Oh, look, God, those are there like I never paid attention because we were in the rat race of life like go 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 and see with me though it was the opposite because when I say he slowed me down he took me away from my 
the things that I was letting hold me back. Mm. So like the depression for one, yeah. the, the illness, yeah. you know, he slowed me down from all those crazy doctor's appointments yeah. and all those medications they had me on. He mm. slowed all of that down and got my attention that, you know, okay, this is what I want you to do. I need you to focus on me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the more I focused on him, the less I focused on the illness and mm-hmm. the other things. Mm, listen, that just that soul just blessed me because I think back, like I too battled with health, a health condition that I was born with. And I remember last year I was dealing with a flare up. I mean, to the outside world, Leah was on fire. People were watching me. I'm booked. I'm busy. I'm doing all, but I was battling. And I remember getting so weak one day and literally I did like, I was like, I'm just going to lay here and die. Like literally. And I remember God said to me, get up, like clear as day. He was like, get up. And he said, I am the same God that was with you when you were diagnosed as a child. And I'm the same God now. Like you're not going to just lay here and be done. Get up. (laughs) And so I, I feel like in that moment, it was something about hearing his voice and knowing that my spirit already knew what to do, but my body needed to be in an alignment with what my spirit had already right. been to do. So I totally, totally can relate to that. So, all right. So you're an author and we love exactly. authors over here at Hey Queen Thrive. So take us on the journey to becoming an author. What was that like for you? Oh my goodness. It was, it was amazing. Mm. But at the same time, it was kind of scary. Yeah. Because I didn't know if I could do what God was calling me to do. Yeah. You know, I wanted to write something else, you know, but God wanted me to write what he wanted me to write. Yeah. You know, so it was a it was a mixed journey, you know, and it opened up a lot of a lot of thought patterns for me. Mm-hmm. It opened mm-hmm. up a lot of things that I needed to deal with and yeah. heal. Mm-hmm. So it was just amazing. It was amazing. Like God is. Yeah. I always say the writing process is so therapeutic because he yeah. really brings things back to your remembrance that you're like, I totally forgot about that. Like, oh yeah, that did happen. Like, because you, you might have <laughs> blocked it because it was too painful or something. But there's just something he does to the writer. Yeah, and you know what? And he brings those things back to you. But then you realize, wow, I can write about how he got me through that. Yeah, yeah. He wants me to write about it so that I can write about how he brought me through. Yes. Yes. I always say that. I always say we write books for other people, but I feel like at the same time, God is showing us or reminding us of our own testimony in the writing where he's just like, you see all of that you went through? Look at you now. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Look at you now, girl. You done made it on the other side of that thing. Especially when it's one of those things where you like, in your mind was like, this is going to take me out. Like, I'm not to die. It's over. (laughs) Like, flag. And then he shows you like, and you thought that thing was going to kill you. And look what I did. (laughs) So I love it. I love it. All right. So you got to talk to me about the oppression in the woman of God. What was the inspiration behind this book? 
you know, I I grew up depressed, mm. you know, undiagnosed depression growing up. Yeah. You know, they labeled me a bad kid. I mm. wasn't bad. I was sad. Yeah. You know, so I was just, I grew up depressed. I went from a depressed little girl to a depressed drug addict. Wow. To a depressed woman of God that sat on the pew every Sunday and no one realized that I was depressed. Mm. <coughs> mm. And um, I got tired of the fake smile. Yeah. You know, I would, um, I would go to church and that was the only place I went actually was to church or doctor's appointments. But I just got tired of that fake smile. So I had to, you know, address, address the depression. You know, before I got saved, I had drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. to deal with the depression. Yeah, yeah. But once I got saved, I had to face it, mm-hmm. you know, and I had to, you know, learn how to deal with it. And in the beginning, I thought that, okay, so now I'm saved. I don't have to worry about it. That's not so. That's not so. Mm. So, um, I went through some years on the pew, depressed. Yeah. And I just, you know, I realized that I don't have to choose between um, professional help and my faith. Come on. Sometimes in the church, that's what, you know, they, some people or some churches make it seem like, you know, you have to choose between that, but that's not so, you know, that works hand in hand. Yeah. It's a mental and emotional issue. And then there's the spiritual, Yeah, you know, and for a long time, I tried to deal with just the mental and the emotional and not the spiritual. Wow. And then I tried to deal with the spiritual and not address the mental and the emotional. Mm. Mm. So I had to get to the point where they all came together. Yeah. Listen, I love the fact that you said I did not have to choose because as somebody that is a mental health professional, been in the field almost 10 years, that is always my conversation. You can have the cross and the couch. Like you do not have to be like, oh, I got to choose my belief in God and I can't go see a therapist. No, I listen. I remember telling a lady who was heavy in the church and she was going to get on some antidepressants. And she was like, I just can't see myself doing that because God is this. And I said, and you better plead the blood of Jesus while you pop your antidepressant. Like we, we gotta be so we can't be so like, spooky spiritual right that we don't do the wise things or we don't do the practical things like there's a reason why god has doctors and therapists and all these things that we try to make so super spiritual so i love that you said i realized i had to merge the two i couldn't just address one part of me i had to address the whole everything about me it's like a puzzle you can't you know you're not gonna be able to it's not gonna fit together if pieces are missing yeah you're not going to be whole you're not going to be able to walk in that god all that god has for you to do and for you to be if there's pieces of the puzzle missing Mm. listen i love how you call it pieces of the puzzle because that's exactly what it is and you gotta have the right pieces 
Because what others right. like to do is we try to put up pieces that we know don't fit in those holes, right? Because you mentioned the the addiction. That's a lot that we see when the pain is so heavy. You know, it's easy yeah. to drink it away. It's easy yeah. to drug it away, sex it away, whatever, then to yeah. actually deal with it. Yeah. And wow. and God saved me and, and took all of that away for me wow. to depend on him. Yeah. Wow. I had to face the depression along with, like I said, my faith in God and professional help. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Such an inspiration. So why do you think it's important that we start speaking up when it comes to depression or any type of emotional um, issue? Because if we don't speak up, then it's like when I speak up, I'm giving that sister on that pew yeah. the right to speak up or the mm. permission to speak up or whatever yeah. she needs yeah. to get her to speak up. If they can see Sister Billy get off that pew or get off that couch or yeah. come out of that house, then they can do it too. Yeah. You know, they can take those steps to to get to that point where like I said the mental health the um professional health yeah. along with with your faith you mm. know cuz I'm gonna tell you sister Billy was I I would go up to the altar and just stand there mm-hmm. not knowing how to ask for mm-hmm. prayer to heal my emotions or my yeah. mental state you know yeah to go up and ask for prayer for diabetes or or high blood pressure and things like that we can ask for prayer for all things god is in control of all of our state of mind body and soul yeah you know and people don't want to ask for the help or the prayer because they don't want to be judged yeah yeah the stigmas listening Wow. That, that's the same. I, I so want to start establishing mm-hmm. mental health ministries yeah. in churches. You know, when people come in off of the streets like I did, they're there to help us with our spiritual, mm-hmm. you know, and even sometimes financial or food or clothing. Yeah. But what about the mental state that we come in on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think no, those are so necessary. Good. I think they're mm-hmm. so necessary. I think mental health, like, I think we're seeing a shift in mental health all across the board because I do know there are some churches that are starting to have that conversation. I know I'm like the resident therapist at my church. So my pastor calls on me a lot to talk about depression and anxiety and all those things. Mm-hmm. So we're Wonder. seeing that shift. Um, But I do feel like it needs to be on a whole larger scale because to be honest, you were in the pews, but you know how many pastors are in the pulpit with depression? Yeah, yeah. And ain't talking about it. Like COVID showed us that because we had so many pastors committing suicide because they were depressed. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. People need to know that it's okay to talk about it. Yeah. We need to talk about it. Yeah, we do. You know, that we need to talk about it. You know, it's not like some dirty little secret or something to be, 
overly ashamed of. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, I wholeheartedly agree. I think there are some there are some topics that unfortunately still in 2022 is still taboo, like mental illness and and grief and loss and depression. Like, and it shouldn't be because I think that we really should be creating safe spaces to help people, right? But then also we, those that have lived through it have to be bold enough in our own, you know, faith in our own story to be like, listen, I've been where you've been and this is how I got through it. And let me help you get through it. Exactly, exactly. I love it. it. Okay, so what advice do you give someone that may be struggling with depression? The first thing I, I would say is you don't have to choose. Yeah. You don't have to choose between your faith and um, professional help. Yeah. It's okay to talk about it is number two. Mm-hmm. It is okay to talk about it. And number three, God has not forgotten about any of us. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, like I said, we have doctors for everything. We also have doctors to help us with our mental state. Yeah. It's nothing new. Mm-hmm. It's just something that's not talked about, something that's not addressed. Yeah. And one thing I know from experience, depression left unattended will sneak up on you time mm-hmm. and time and time again. And you'll be walking around like, wow, what happened? hmm you can't leave it unattended. You have to, um, you have to identify it, yeah, acknowledge it, yeah. and address it. Yeah, Those yeah. Things right there. Identify, acknowledge, and address it. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I think that is. I think that's the the blueprint for pretty much anything in your life. You have to be. And I think identifying it is just really coming to terms with this is where I'm at. You know, I think a lot of times when we're in situations, we think that this is like the end all be all. And it's like, you know, even down to having to take medication for something, like I'll tell people like, just cause I got to take anxiety medication today don't mean it's forever, right? It just might be right. what God says you need to do for this season of your life to get you stable right. and healthy again. So I, I love that right. and definitely right. acknowledge it. Like, don't be afraid to say, this is where I'm at. I always tell right. my clients as a therapist, it is okay to not be okay. You know, growing up, even growing up, people would be like, you know, they never said, well, sister so-and-so is depressed. Yeah. It was always, oh, sister so-and-so going through something. Mm-hmm. Or brother so-and-so just looked like that. Mm-hmm. And nobody thought to dig a little deeper to see what's going on with yeah. those people. Yeah. Oh, I listen. And, and it's sad to say, but in 2022, there are people that still feel that way and still talk that way. Well, Instead of saying that I'm going through this struggle, or I'm having an emotional struggle, you know, and I really, as a therapist myself, I fight so hard to remove stigmas, especially in the black and brown community, because we need it the most. We have generational right. stuff that we need to unpack. Yes. And like you said, that depression left unattended. Like, and then we wonder why people are over here losing their minds and killing people and doing things that they would never do because they right. have not tended to their mental health. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I love it. All right. So 2022 is here. 
My goals for 2022. Um, I do have another book in me. Yes. A couple more, but okay. I do. Um, I got one that I'm working on and I don't know, should I drop the title or listen? Tell the people, give the people a little sneak peek. Okay, well, I am working on the beauty of forgiveness. Mm. Grace for grace. Mm. Grace for grace. And it deals with, you know, forgiving the people that have hurt us the most. Wow. I recently lost a person. I was a, um, I'm a domestic violence survivor. Mm -hmm. And recently that person passed away. Wow. But I thank God that I had already been able to forgive him. Wow. Before he passed away. Yeah. And as, as, awesome as God is, I was actually the one that was there when he had his heart attack to pray over him. Come on. Come on. And I I just, that really, God is just so, he does things in a way. Yes. You know, I was able to, from my heart, pray for someone that had treated me bad in the past. So, From that right there, God gave me the title, The Beauty and Forgiveness, mm. Grace, Grace for Grace. Mm. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yes. Please write that book. Because I think that whoo, forgiveness is so uh, such a heavy topic. And for me, like I've been in that place, like this year will make the ninth anniversary, actually the 27th of this month will make the ninth anniversary of my rape. And when I finally got to the place where, and I never forget it, because one day God just said to me, I need you to be praying for him. And I, at first I thought he was losing it. I was like, pray for who? (laughs) (laughs) And I had to remind him like, hello, flag on the play, Jesus, did you you forget (laughs) what this man did? And God said, yeah, but it ain't about him. It's about you. I need you to get free from that. And to look at and to do that, to forgive him and then see what God has done nine years later is like, wow, now I understand why I had to go through that whole process of forgiving him. Now, he was yeah. probably the one person on my list that I was like, Jesus, I ain't forgiving that man. Forget him. <laughs> like, write him off. Uh-uh. And God was like, but it ain't about him. It's about you. Right. I love right. it. Oh, I just, love it. Yes, you got to write that book. The beauty of forgiveness, and it just, God is just so awesome, you know, he is just so awesome. Nothing is wasted. Mm -hmm. The things that that we go through that that are bad, terrible things, God will use them to, for his glory. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I was able to, and I didn't even realize that I was actually praying. Um, Everybody that was there said that I just went into prayer mode Mm. in tongues. They said, I just started praying in tongues over him and he came back. You know, he had stopped breathing. He came back. He uh, spent a month in 
a coma. But you know what? In that month, I want to believe that him and God, hallelujah, yeah. was having a serious conversation. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I want to believe that that God, he does things his own way. Come on. Come on. He does. He does. I'm not going to go to church. <laughs> Listen, I love it. So any, before I let you go, any upcoming projects, anything you're working on? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, I have my, um, let's see, I wrote it down so I don't forget my thing. My, I have a planner that's in pre-sale right now. Nice. And it's called Visions, Goals, and Dreams. Mm-hmm. And it's a 12-month planner and it's in pre-sale. So you guys can go ahead and get that. I love it. I also have my second webinar coming up. Yes. And it will be on January the 28th. Mm-hmm. And it is depression. No, it's dealing with depression and grief. Wow. Let's heal together in 2022. I love it. I love it. Yes. So Billy, before I let you go, tell the people how they can connect with you. I am on Facebook, Billy Levette Johnson. I am Instagram, R-U-G-L-E-Y-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. I am Arthur B.L. Johnson, um, dot Weebly. That's my website, Weebly.com. And I have a Facebook group, and it's called Because She's My Sister. Mm. And that's just, that's my baby group right there. That's that's my heart right there because she is my sister. And it's because my passion for helping my sisters. Yeah. And whatever they're going through, whether it's depression or anxiety, uh, domestic violence, addiction. Yeah. Connect with me over on because she's my sister. And let's talk about it. I love it. Well, Billy, thank you so much for coming through the Hey Queen Thrive. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I remember the first time I saw you, I was like, that queen right there. <laughs> oh, thank you so you much. You inspire me so much. You do. You I, you actually, you're just awesome. Thank you're you. You're just awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Wow, 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 wow. Shout out to Billy Johnson. Thank you so much for coming through the Hey Queen Thrive and being so transparent and vulnerable in your journey um, with depression and y'all listen, make sure y'all not only check her out and connect with her, but definitely make sure y'all go grab a copy of her book, depression and the woman of God. Listen, depression is real. And I think COVID has definitely shined a light on it even the more. Um, and so y'all make sure you follow her, make sure you grab a copy of her book. We so appreciate you and your transparency. Um, and yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for just kicking off season two of Hey Queen Thrive with that conversation. And so listen, this Thriver Nuggets episode is not going to be so long like all the other Thriver Nuggets episode because I really just want to talk about some common symptoms of depression, right? And the reason why I just wanted to get kind of straight to the point on this episode is because, like I said, depression is real. Um, And somebody may be listening to this episode and have been maybe trying to figure out if he or she is depressed. And so here are some symptoms um, that can help you. But I will say, um, if you are battling any of these symptoms, listen, I want you to seek help. 
right? I want you to seek help. I want you to seek a professional. I want you to talk to your doctor. I want you to get connected to a therapist that can really help you with managing these symptoms. And so these um, symptoms come from medical news today. And so let's just get into it. All right. So the first symptom is feeling sad or empty, right? These are some common symptoms of depression, feeling sad or empty. Um, and let me just say as a mental health professional, it is okay to feel sad sometimes. We're looking at um, the frequency and the severity when we're thinking about a clinical diagnosis for depression, okay? Number two, thoughts of death or suicide. So are we experiencing suicidal ideations? Are we having um, thoughts about ending your life, right? Or what death would look like for you could be a symptom or sign of depression. Number three, aches and pains. Listen, I always tell people uh, mental illness oftentimes shows up in the somatic form. And when I say somatic, I'm talking about physically, right? So usually aches and pains, as well as um, a change in um, how you dress, your appearance, is usually two of the telltale signs that you could be battling depression. Um, all right. Then <laughs> number four, overeating and weight gain, right? So are we experiencing some changes in our weight gain? I'm talking about drastic changes. I ain't talking about one pound up, two pounds down. Like I'm talking about drastic changes. Like you didn't put on 15 pounds in two days, right? Or you didn't lost 15 pounds in two days, right? Like, are you overeating? Are we binge eating, right? Are we ha just feeding our emotions? Could be a sign of depression. Um, number five, lack of appetite, right? So are you not eating enough? Are you not eating enough? Are you, you know, just not hungry, right? And so because you're not hungry, you're just not eating at all. Yep. Could be a sign that you are battling depression, poor memory, concentration, and decision-making, right? So a lot of times when you're feeling really, really sad and you may be battling depression, it can play a role in, you know, your memory. It could play a role in your ability to concentrate or even make critical decisions, okay? Number seven, insomnia or lack of sleep. So are you sleeping, Right? Right. So insomnia, in order to be diagnosed with a, a, even insomnia, we're looking at not being able to sleep or sleeping, but can't like sleeping and can't stay asleep at least three times out of a week. Right. For a period of three weeks. So are you struggling to sleep or stay asleep? Um, number eight, fatigue and lack of energy. Right. So are you just constantly tired? Again, pay attention to the signs and symptoms in your physicality, right? Because I'm telling you, depression, most mental illness like depression, anxiety, typically shows up in the somatic form. It shows up in your physical first before you actually pay attention to what's going on emotionally. All right, number nine, anger and irritability. So do you just find yourself on edge, right? Do you find yourself getting angry about the littlest things? Do you find yourself... Um, just setting off, right? What, like, what, what's going on, right? That could be a telltale sign that you might be experiencing depression. Um, number 10, 
no pleasure in activities. So that's another thing that we look at is have you withdrawn for, from the activities that you used to enjoy? Are you now lacking motivation? Are you no longer interested in doing the things that used to bring you fulfillment, right? Those are all signs and symptoms of depression. Number 11, feeling exclusively, excessively, excuse me, feeling excessively guilty, right? So are you just overwhelmed with guilt, right? And it could be guilt over anything, but is it so much, is it so overwhelming that it's really impacting you emotionally, right? Number 12, feelings of worthlessness, right? So just feeling like I don't have no purpose. I don't belong. I'm not um, needed. All of those things. Like, are you are you feeling that way? Because if you are, it could be a sign or a symptom that you're battling with depression. And the last of the common symptoms of depression is number 13, feeling of hopelessness or helplessness, right? When you, are you feeling like you have no hope that things can be turned around? Are you feeling helpless, right? That you can't fix whatever situation that you're experiencing, right? All of these are some common symptoms of depression. And so again, I shared that with you guys because I really want you guys that if you identify with any of these symptoms, listen, I'm not saying go ahead and call a doctor today, but what I am saying is pay attention to the frequency of it, pay attention to the severity of it. And if you find yourself um, within two weeks, because that's when we can clinically diagnose, right? Two weeks of feeling any of them symptoms, I need you to get on the phone with your doctor. I need you to get you a therapist and I need you to start working on healing so that you can, you can overcome your depression. Listen, faith without works is dead. It's nothing to just have faith. You got to be willing to do the practical work. And so Listen, I hope this is helpful. I hope this has helped you. I hope this has at least gotten you thinking about whether or not you or someone you love may be battling a depression right now. And it's okay because COVID is real. What we have gone through in the last two and a half, three years is real. And so listen, this concludes another episode of Hey Queen Thrive. Tune in again next week for another Power Pack episode with another Power Pack guest. I love each and every one of you. Please be safe out there and I will talk to you soon. Peace and blessings.